to episode 203 of the Parkrun Adventurous Podcast. You may not have realized it was episode 203 because we did the whole episode 202 without actually introducing the episode. Whoops, we forgot to say what number we're up to. But yes, no, this one is definitely episode 203. My name is Mel Urbacker. I am joined by the wonderful Dave Moss in the same room as me this time. We've managed to hopefully, fingers crossed, figure out how to do the technology with us being in the same room. Dave, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much, Mel. And I've got to admit, it's very nice to be here on this, the last day of the financial year. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's an end of financial year podcast. We've got all the stock take sales happening (laughs) Uh, well, that would work if we actually had merchandise, which we don't. So, what, um, do you mean there are no more ugly um, Christmas t-shirts? Oh, there will be more. There will be more ugly Christmas singlets. T-shirts? No, they were jumpers, weren't they? They were singlets, singlets. Dave. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never been very good on clothing. Get your merchandise range correct before you make comments. <laughs> okay, there, there goes the marketing area. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that's. I'm I'm happy you bring that up actually because I have been toying with starting the design a little bit earlier this year and uh, hopefully we'll get some time in the next couple of months to get that sorted. So keep an eye out. Ugly Christmas Singlet version 3.0 coming soon. Okay. That'll be something that uh, I'm sure people are queued up and waiting for. And if, if it's a limited production, as it has been in the past, uh, they could become collector's items. Oh, definitely. They have been collector's items. They are. And look, 2020, COVID-19, pandemic, oh bushfire slash locust <laughs> plague edition. It could be an interesting kind of ugly Christmas okay, this year. Yeah, I'm <laughs> hoping that's not a d- disaster T-shirt since everything else has been disasters. Yeah. So it's one way hmm. of putting uh, something slightly different on the uh, COVID T-shirt. No. No, no. We certainly won't be saying words like that. Uh, no. We're, we're going to turn okay. the year around, Dave. The ugly Christmas singlets are going to redeem 2020. We are, right. Okay, we're into the second half of the year, which is going to be compensating for the first half. Yes. So uh, we'll call it what karma, yin and yang. The first half of 2020 was a very big negative uh, here. So the next half will be a complete positive. Yes. It's going to be the redemption. Um, And speaking of redemptions, um, I don't know about you, Dave, but I have been doing not parkrun, which is the best thing to come out of parkrun since parkrun. It is. (laughs) (laughs) There aren't too many things that have come out of parkrun since parkrun, but yeah, the uh, not parkrun. Um, I I don't know how many people actually know about it. It's been been in the newsletters, but I I don't really know how many people have been participating or or what their plans are. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm not following it too closely. I know the first week they had almost 19,000 participants across 20 countries. Oh, really? Which isn't too shabby. Uh, And I'm sure as word gets out, it's going to grow week on week. And I've seen that happening just at uh, our home park run, which is Kuwana. Mm And uh, I can't remember exactly how many people were on the first week. I think it might have been eight. We might have had eight in the results for the first week, but we made it into double digits for the second week. I'm glad to say, yes, I have done it, and I have been listed in each of those and will be for the third one too this week. Excellent. I'm still planning my uh, 
not parkrun outing for this week. I have actually been doing them on the Saturdays. And I know you can do more than one. You can do them every day of the week if you want. And look, I got a PB last week. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Somebody, uh, a, a good friend of mine, you may uh, recall, his name is Scotty. He asked me earlier this week how I managed to, to wrangle a PB. Um, and I look, I just said to him, you just have to go a bit faster than the week before. So when you say a PB, Mel, do you mean a not parkrun PB or an overall parkrun plus not parkrun PB? No, no, I, I mean a not parkrun PB. So uh, okay. this is the beauty so of So out of the two parkruns you've done, the second one was faster oh, than the first. Yes, I'm faster every time so far. Okay, yep. <laughs> Well, I can say snap to that. Yes, mine increased as well, but uh, or decreased, as it were. Uh, okay, the yeah, de- okay, the time <laughs> decreased. But uh, I don't know about yourself, but since Parkrun ceased back in when was it March? It was March, mid March. It's been a long time. Okay, that decade ago, um, I have certainly lost fitness going by my results. Yep. The COVID kilos are piling on. Conducive to Olympic medal proportions by any means. Um, no. And so I think that's the beauty of not parkrun. We get to start fresh. You know, that very first week is the benchmark by which the rest of them are measured. And so for anyone who starts off doing not not parkrun, we should emphasize try not to put too much effort into the very first run. That way you're almost guaranteed to get a uh, yeah, a PV the following week. Walk the first one if you can. You know, I'm a little bit angry at myself. I took more than three and a half minutes off and that's a lot of lost PBs in the middle along the way. And now that puts a lot of pressure on week three. Did you do your run actually at uh, a Kiwana at your home course or did you do it somewhere else? No, I did both of them. I'm I'm doing the same course uh, that I've set for myself, which is just a little loop around uh, Palmwoods where I live. Yeah. Looks a little bit like a toilet on <laughs> Strava. Not not the course itself. When you get out on the course, it's quite scenic. We've got ponds, there are ducks involved, uh, run past a school and through lovely leafy suburbs. Uh, yeah, the course itself does not look like a toilet, but on Strava, okay. the map of it resembles a bit of a, a toilet shape with an open lid. <laughs> In fact, the lid is kind of semi, it's it's on its way to soft closing. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't actually choose you to uh, sort out the astrological symbols of the stars. Yeah, you know, yeah. Capricorn, Virgo, toilet, it just doesn't really. <laughs> yes, yeah, so where, where have you been running? You're not parkrun, Dave. Have you actually been doing physical courses uh, or just? Uh, where was it? The first one was in, oh, I have to have a little think now, Brisbane. Ah, that's right, the uh, the Boondle Wetlands. So a group of half dozen of us went down to, this is northern Brisbane, and ran a, a five-kilometre course there. Well, actually, it was more like six or eight, and I just took the first five kilometres off that. And So that was the very first one, and it was actually quite an enjoyable course. And last week we went down and jogged the Mansfield course in Brisbane, and so that's the one I've used. But as Kwana's the home course, that's where I, I just left it to, to go up there. Oh, of course. That's what you do. You wouldn't change it each week because that would just get confusing. And all your, I'm sure all your not parkrun results, if you changed your home parkrun each week, 
it would change all the results for all the weeks. Uh, we don't know. That might be a question we should have yeah, asked somebody. to try. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not going to try it. I'm going to leave my home okay, park yeah. run as it is. It's like changing football teams. You've got your home uh, park run. There's nothing quite like the, the home one. Yeah, that's so. 100% true. And, yeah, it's it's been awesome seeing the familiar names popping up on the list. And there are a few of us who um, participated for the second time in the second week. So there were a couple of PBs happening, which is cool to see. And, uh, yeah, I would be interested to find out where everyone else is actually doing their five-kilometre runs or walks because uh, – yeah, this is the first time I've really thought about, well, yeah, we are. I, and I know that seems bizarre because obviously we're all doing it in different places and different times, but I'd be interested to hear where everyone else is doing theirs. Maybe we should ask them. Yeah, probably the best possible feedback. Yeah. Now, you got a PB this week. I did. By how many minutes, seconds? Yeah, I've forgotten. No, it'd be, oh, honestly don't know. Minutes? No, sorry. I have to go and look at those results. <laughs> You're not going to – hey, actually, here's here's some results that I prepared earlier. Let me oh, have good. a look. I, can't, I hate to say it. I can't even remember what my best time is for the normal park run results. <laughs> How many runs have done? It's all gone back. In. I'm a bit foggy on those details too. I think I'm about up to 179, maybe 169. Oh, I don't know. Um David Moss, where are you? So this week, your PB, you did 21.30. Oh, okay. That's your new PB. What did you put down for week one? You popped down 25.09. Oh, so there you are. There you go. That's that's more than three and a half minutes. It's close to four minutes. There may have been a bit of walking involved. Uh, okay. The, the first week, <laughs> you took it easy, representing the Leo Wanker Academy of Fitness. Uh, a fine group of upstanding gentlemen. <laughs> Oh, sorry, and ladies. I was going to say, is it only gentlemen? No, no, it's uh, it's one. I'm of sure the, the academy is is has gender equality going on there. It does. Where uh, we have hit the where are we? 21st century, <laughs> a flying run or walk, as the case may be. Excellent, excellent. Well, I yeah, I'm like I said, I'm a bit annoyed at myself because now this does put the pressure on me for the week, and uh, I'll admit it's because I'm not great at maths. I I was trying to do an average that would garner me a PB, but I was just not capable of actually adding up those numbers on the run. And so I thought by the fourth kilometre or the fifth kilometre that I could do a 10-minute K. I could slow down to that much if I wanted to comfortably, but I wasn't 100% sure, so I just didn't risk it. And as a result, I, yeah, knocked off way too many minutes. You weren't to also uh, complete your stopwatch bingo, or have you already done that? Uh, no, I've still got a couple of um, bingos to go, mm. actually. And here's the point. Do all the, the challenges start afresh for not park run? That's a question for Andy and Laura. Yes. Of running challenges. We might have to put that to them. That would be pretty cool. I'm trying to get a parallel um, uh, challenges. So parallel the, set going on. Watch bingo, not the... <laughs> Yes, the 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 not. I love that the not stopwatch bingo. Maybe I'll have more more luck with the not stopwatch bingo than I've had with the actual stopwatch bingo. Right, in, uh, well, okay. Well, th there's a question that I there don't... is a no stopwatch bingo because there's no stopwatch. Okay, true, true. 
<laughs> and because you submit your own results, you could actually oh, you could oh, you could fudge them a little bit. Oh, it's an honest system. Not that anyone would do that. No, <laughs> you're only <laughs> cheating yourself. <laughs> uh, for that 11 minute 5k, that would be. There's a possibility. Oh, I have 11-minute 5Ks. Oh, oh, no, no. I was thinking 11-minute kilometre. No, I certainly don't have an 11-minute 5 kilometre at any time. I understand um, the lords and masters of uh, the results page, they have yet to decide what's actually going to go on with the not the Parkrun page, whether it's going to continue once Parkrun uh, continues again. Well, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Obviously, it's it's not Parkrun. <laughs> so yes. when Parkrun returns, it's just it's just the uh, the holding. Uh, the virtual runs are just the holding thing. I mean, at any given time, we already have freedom runs that people can log. But of mm. course, those are actually dedicated to a particular course. So you have to nominate the course that you do. You can't just do a freedom run of your own toilet bowl section in Palmwoods to to log one of those. And that's one I need to complete. Yes, you do. You should come and do it at some point because it's <laughs> it's a wonderful event. <laughs> um, because it, um, I, I guess if if every country starts up their parkrun again at, at, in different weeks or months, if they did decide to stop it, then the not parkrun would also stop. Yeah, so for example, I don't know what the decision has been with New Zealand. So New Zealand are launching or relaunching again this weekend. They're returning after the pause, which is amazing. However, they've also had two weeks, and this is the third week of not parkrun results. So I'm not sure whether or not it's going to stop there or if it's going to, as you say, run in tandem. Yeah. Should we mention at the moment that uh, possibly everyone is green with envy of New Zealand, by the way? <laughs> Leave that to later. Uh, no, no, look, let's talk about New Zealand because I'm excited for them. I'm, oh, I think it's marvellous. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to be living vicariously through them, as I know many other parkrun adventurers are all over the world. New Zealand passports look very much like Australian passports on uh, first glance too. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, test that out at the border control. We haven't got our little trans-Tasman bubble up and going just yet. Hopefully it's not too far away. Yes, we were planning a trip to New Zealand, which I hope to still manage by the end of the year. But, yeah, it's uh, I'm excited for New Zealand. Absolutely. Yeah, brilliant for them. Definitely. And you know what else they're doing? In a really, really lovely gesture of solidarity with the rest of the world, a whole bunch of the New Zealand events have adopted a country, a parkrun country specifically. So parkrun operates in 22 different countries in the world. And from that list, more than 22 New Zealand events. So there's a couple that are actually doubling up on countries because we've got 30 events in New Zealand. They, uh, they've adopted a country to basically represent um, – uh, they're going to be celebrating with us from afar. They're going to be wearing the colours and tagging the events and choosing all sorts of different ways and shapes and forms to interact with the country of their adoption just so that we can all feel a little bit involved. And, and I, think th I think it's really nice. I think it's great. Does that mean somewhere in New Zealand they'll be eating pavlova to celebrate 
Well, well, is that a bit too controversial? Yes, <laughs> you don't bring up the Pavlova debate, Pavlova Dave, because, yeah, okay. you know, I, so maybe lamingtons are a more more appropriate. Oh, the Kiwis have got everything sorted. They really do. Parkrun, not the least of all those things. White wine, they do well on. Not so good on the red, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> They've got they've got all the hobbits. They've got yeah. There will be a lot of Facebook stalking happening from <laughs> from my house. I can tell you that much. Not in a creepy way, but there will be lots of uh, photos checked out after the event. And did you know? Um, you may have heard that with me now. Our friends of the podcast from over the other side of the planet are organising a Facebook. Well, I don't know if it's a Facebook Live. It's a live cross anyway. It's a live cross to uh, New Zealand. They're going to be checking in with the team at Pegasus Parkrun. Okay. And whereabouts is Pegasus? Pegasus. Oh, Dave, now you're going to get me in trouble. (laughs) I am getting up to speed with my New Zealand event geography. Fairly confident Pegasus is on the South Island. Okay. Yeah. And... Hannah Oldroyd, who has been interviewed for our podcast as well, is going to be part of that live feed. Whether or not Hannah is actually taking people for a run around the course, I think she must be, which would be great because, you know, I think that's possibly the fastest I would have ever seen a park run run (laughs) because she is much faster than I am. So if anyone is keen to check in on that, uh, head over to With Me Now podcast Facebook page and I'm sure all the details will be there. Okay. And for those who don't know, which is us, uh, Pegasus is just north of Christchurch. Well, there you go. That's South Island. She is at South Island. So we Island. did know. We did know. We're not. <laughs> you did, yes. <laughs> well, we had we had a good hunch. We were fairly confident. <laughs> okay, so they're tuning in uh, over from the UK. So that that must be almost what eleven or twelve hours apart. Yeah. So it'll be Friday evening for our friends in the northern hemisphere which will work out nicely for them they can get their park run fix on a friday evening and then when it's time for them to get their not park run in on saturday they've got the whole day free to do it oh be beautiful as i say i think very good on new zealand and uh, the rest of the world will be extremely envious they will indeed now speaking of Envy, we have got a roving report from Melissa Ellis from Ellis Palace Park Run. She has submitted another one this week. She's had some adventurers. Oh, and I shouldn't say this week because bless her, she submitted it several weeks ago when she had the visitors. I've been watching the progress of Ellis Palace Park Run and they have had many special guests in recent weeks. But this one harks back to a couple of weeks ago, uh, earlier in June, where she had Brendan Peel and Renee Jackson from Wyndham Vale Park Run uh, head along to visit. And let's have a little bit of a listen, shall we? Okay. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers, and welcome to Event 14 at Alice Palace Parkrun Unofficial. We've had some tourists here this morning. Very proud to welcome um, friend to the podcast, Brendan Peel, known to you all. Good morning, Brendan. G'day, Mel. Lovely to be here, mate. And uh, new to the podcast, she is a, a run director at Wyndham Vale Parkrun and a very good friend of mine, Renee Jackson. Welcome. Good morning, Mel. Thank you for having me. That's okay. We had we had attendance record here today at Alice Pals Park Run. Paul joined us, so that made four. <laughs> All socially distanced, and um, we had a lovely run. That rain overnight made me a bit nervous, but the skies cleared. So Meltown was uh, nice and um, 
Sunny for our run. Now, I want to start with you first, Renee, because we haven't spoken to you before. You are from Windenvale Park Run. Um, tell us how you got into Park Run. Well, it's a lovely story, actually. Um, I had a, a, a friend of a friend who started stalking me for quite some time. <laughs> And she contacted me one day and said, there's a park run opening in your area and I would like you to come. Um, and so that just gave me the confidence. And for that, I thank you, Mel, because it actually <laughs> changed my life. And I um, have really, really enjoyed becoming part of park run. And it's all thanks to you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I didn't wish for that at all. Um, no, but you... <laughs> You came back, you see. I, I might have got you there, but True. you kept coming back. And how many events now have you done at Windenvale? Um, I'm up to 120-something, I think, at Windenvale and 160 all up. And you went on to the event team. Yes, I'm run director at Windenvale. Part of a wonderful team, actually. Our run directors are a lot of fun. <laughs> and our event directors are fantastic. And um, we've got a really, really good community spirit going at Windenvale and... I can remember turning up on your 50th with a tutu and balloons and fairy wings. <laughs> they all looked at us really strangely and kept wishing you happy birthday. <laughs> that was a really fun morning, actually. And I tried to get the fairy wings to stick. I actually made multiple people wear fairy wings for their 50th run for a little while. But then the, the wings went AWOL, I think, and we moved on to capes, which has stuck. Very well. Everyone loves the capes. And of course, Cluck Norris. And Cluck Norris. Oh my goodness. He's very, he's famous. He's fun. The kids particularly, actually no, I think the, the, the big kids enjoy Cluck Norris's company a lot more. No, it's a thing. You've got to get a selfie with Cluck Norris when you visit yeah. Windenville. So, okay. What I wanted to ask is, how have you coped in the pause? Um, to be honest, at first I didn't really. I sort of went into a bit of a lull and I wasn't running at all. Um, I really missed it in that first month, I think, of not having the Saturday morning routine. Um, uh, but I, I noticed my kids were sort of feeling a bit, a little bit lethargic and they were struggling a bit with the isolation and missing everyone so it was, it was them that sort of encouraged me to get moving again and instead of running we were often cycling trying to get out every day on our bikes so there was a bit of substitution for a little while um so yeah i just found other ways eventually once i <laughs> once i got through my little isolation blues huh. but yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to Parkrun coming back, impatiently waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and you've already logged your not Parkrun today? I did. I did straight. <laughs> it was like first thing. Well, thank you for coming over and being a special guest at Alice Palace. Thank you for having me. Thank <laughs> you for the morning tea as well. Oh, you're welcome. Now, Mr. Brendan Peel. Mel, lovely to be here. I'm sure that a lot of people out there, being that you're such a big tourist and you're known, probably one of Australia's most prolific tourists, how have you coped? Um, well, I just went back to pretty much normal before Park Run. Um, I was away on Kangaroo Island, um, hoping to do Kangaroo Island Park Run um, when the lockdown happened, and that was just a little bit higher. Um, then just things went back to normal. I got vouchers for all the things I had booked. I actually did some domestic duties. I mowed my lawns and pulled out weeds and done all the stuff that had been neglected. Um, I haven't sort of got too excited with the um, virtual events, to be honest. 
and I sort of haven't uh, been for a couple of runs. Um, but I'm just probably happy with really small things. Like even coming here, it's definitely not a park run, but it's still really damn good to see some people you haven't seen in ages, to have the sunlight um, beaming through the window and you're just sitting having a cuppa with um, your park run friends. So um, it, it, it's good to, it's good to um, you know, appreciate the simple things in life instead of rushing off all over the country um, park running. And you said earlier, You've rediscovered your local area as well a bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like I've, I've, um, I've realised that I've hardly spent any time in this suburb um, over weekends. So I found out, you know, the old paper. I live in Fairfield, so the paper mill estate where the paper mill used to be has got all these houses built that I've never seen. Um, everyone's out and about, you know, walking their dog, riding bikes with their kids, like Renee was saying. Um, so many people out and about in the local area. And effectively, the whole community is just basically forced to live simply, pretty much how we would have um, many years ago. So there's a certain beauty in that, even though, look, don't, don't worry, I'm chopping a bit to get out and about <laughs> again. But, um, but, but yeah, yeah, life's just simple and it's still pretty darn good. Yeah. And what, have, you, have you got a fake park run? What, tell us the name of your fake park run that you've... Yeah, it's, it's got a great name, but it's got a very uh, poor track record. It's um, Peelsville Sanctuary Park Run. Um, so popular the name is that there's even some wildlife park that's copied, copied the name a little bit. Um, unfortunately, though, it's struggled with numbers, it's struggled with the course, it's struggled with volunteers. It's got a big enthusiasm, they're struggling with that too, but um, it's, I'm sure in the future at some stage they might get their first run done at some stage. So um, while there's light, there's hope. So. And how did, how did you find the course today? Oh, it was good. It was, um, it, it was good uh, suburban footpaths, road crossings. Instead of having a tail runner, we had a uh, we had a lead runner by the name of Paul, that uh, charming young husband of yours. Um, he he was great. He pointed us in the right direction. You know, we all would have got lost without him. Uh, stopped us from tripping on the builders' mud uh, from all the new housing sites and stuff. Um, and it was gorgeous this morning. A couple of spits of rain overnight um, and beautiful sunshine. You know, you couldn't ask for any better, could you? I don't think so. And I certainly. Um was excited last night when I went to bed, knowing that I had a couple of friends come in to join the morning with me. So I thank you very much for that. Oh, an absolute um, pleasure, Mel. Thank you. Co- yeah, attendance record. Did I say that earlier? I did. Alrighty. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you coming over this morning. I hope we get back to real park run soon. Um, enjoy, enjoy finding new ways to keep park run active in your life. And I shall see you around again shortly. Well, wasn't that awesome listening to Melissa chatting to her guests at Ellis Palace Park Run again? It's nice to see the adventurers are still getting out there and doing the rounds, as it were. It is indeed. It's, I'm also uh, sort of, I, I, I do like Brendan. I'm just sort of laughing a little bit that he didn't get to do Kangaroo Island. Oh. Simply because <laughs> Kangaroo Island was the very last one that I managed to do before the uh, before they all shut, which is a great shame. Oh. And it, it's great to get there. It takes the effort, but I guess it's been a few months now and we're all in the same boat. Yeah, look, personally, I think that, Brendan, I share your Kangaroo Island curse, obviously. <laughs> I went and it did not end the way that I had hoped it would end. So maybe one day we'll all get back to there together. 
and can get that one under our belt as well. Uh, lovely also to hear from Renee Jackson from Wyndham Vale Park Run. It's always cool to hear the origins of another run director's park run story. So thanks, Melissa, for sending that in. And I should mention uh, Melissa Ellis and Ollie Spake will be back next week for episode 204 of the Park Run Adventurers. They're going to take over the show again. They didn't completely rock the boat last time, so we're going to let them have another crack. No, I thought they did very well. Yeah, they did. They did. Now, Dave, we've had some news this week that has, speaking of rocking the boat, has been received with mixed emotions and responses across the parkrun landscape. And that is, of course, that the New Year's Day double, which has been a bit of a fixture of the adventurer calendar, for the past few years uh, is now a thing of the past. Yes, when the double is what well, down, it becomes a solo event. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they're still uh, having at least one, one run on the day. It's nice to have that on New Year's Day. But, yes, we're, we're down to one, so uh, I know a lot of people will be a little bit disappointed there. Yeah, that's understandable. The disappointment is understandable. Uh, hopefully everyone can appreciate the reasoning behind it and understand it to at least a certain extent. As you say, it's wonderful that we still get to do one. It's still an additional day outside of a normal parkrun day that we get to do a special event, which is great. And what better way to start the New Year's than at a parkrun, even if it's just the one? Just the one, but at least uh, I can also think after the occasional large uh, New Year's Eve, one may be all that... Uh... <laughs> one, one might be enough. <laughs> Indeed, one might be too much for some people. Uh, who, the the who early ones, uh, over in the UK or in Europe where you start at uh, nine o'clock for the first run is a, a lot easier, but I seem to recall doing one or two here, well, one or two, doing them in stinking hot weather, and by the time you start the second run, you're already dehydrated partly from <laughs> the consumption of the wrong liquids the night before. But after the, uh, the, uh, the first run had enough and you're sort of dragging your way through it to, to make it through the second. Yeah, 7 a.m. start times are a bit, yeah. bit challenging sometimes, but aren't they? Uh, like most park runs, it's nice having the, the social aspect. Yeah. And look, let's just hope that 2021, there are enough countries that we can actually have a park run on the 1st of January. Mm. Yes. It might not even be a thing next year at all for some places. Um, let's let's just really hope that it is. Well, when you when you talk about things like anniversaries as well, it's been so long. When's the last time we had cake? Oh, far too long since we've had cake at Park Run. That's a good point. What are you missing, Dave? Oh, or no, let's let's rephrase that. Let's have a little bit of a daydream about what we're looking forward to most when we come back. Let's pretend the rest of the world is in the same situation as our lovely siblings over in New Zealand and we're coming back this weekend. What are you looking forward to most? I have to say actually catching up and uh, you know, with, with people that I know and like, catching up with friends. And I say that not knowing exactly where I'll be running. <laughs> I know my home course is Kuana, but I don't seem to get there very often. So depending where I actually am at the time, one of the, one of the good things about doing the, as a parkrun adventurer, of the actual travelling is going to some odd town in the middle of nowhere and just bumping into someone on park that you know on a parkrun day. And that's the sort of thing, yeah, I really enjoy. How about yourself, Mel? It's a bit of a tricky one. Every, every now and again, Adam 
will go out for a run more frequently Adam will go out for a run because let's face it I just have not been running I've barely been walking since parkrun went on pause the not parkrun has actually got me back out there and completing the five kilometers again which has been amazing and it's nice to have that motivation to to start getting moving again so I'm very grateful that they have uh, instigated that initiative but yeah, as as I mentioned, every time uh, Adam go, goes out for a run, and where's ask where where Daddy is, and I say, oh, he's just gone for a run, and he'll he'll actually say, oh, Daddy's gone to park run, <laughs> and so it's been three months, and that's a long time in a three year old's life. So the fact that he he still remembers it every time I uh, put on a t shirt that's got the logo on it, or or the bird, he sees the bird in the garage on a selfie frame or something, he'll twig that that's park run. This means park run, and um, he'll ask if we're going to park run, and we've had to say to him several times, well, no, obviously we're not going to park run. So I'm looking forward to that first time that I get him out of bed early and have him ask me, are we going to parkrun, that I can say yes. Oh. Yes, we're going to parkrun. I would have actually thought that you're missing out on wearing costumes. I don't know what to do in your <laughs> personal life at home. But, oh, uh, I don't miss various outfits. Costumes. <laughs> okay. No, no. Um, so if you put on a big bird outfit or something, Wes will think, ah, parkrun. But he doesn't. Well, no, the costumes are less... I guess, associated with parkrun for him than they are just with me. So they're more okay. associated with me in general. I mean, you are sitting in the same room as a giant panda head on the floor at the moment. Yes, okay. And that made an appearance at a staff meeting last week. So, you know, the costumes are still getting a little staff bit away. I can understand. You're not wearing them down to woolies or whatever it is. Uh, this is your mask. Or- no, I did consider back when we were doing the whole social distancing thing like fairly strictly and – to be honest, I actually just wasn't going out at that time. But when I did consider going out, I do have that Slimer costume from Ghostbusters, which is an inflatable costume yes. that makes people stand at least two metres away from you because it just makes you much larger than you actually are. And I thought about going shopping in my Slimer costume, but the peripheral vision's not great um, <laughs> in the costume. And I did worry that if somebody coughed into the mouth opening, that literally the virus would be circulating in this plastic bubble that I would be trapped in. So, yeah, the germaphobe in me didn't allow me to go out in my Slimer costume as much as I was tempted. I, I better not mention the my uh, Mr. Hanky costume <laughs> <laughs> on this show, but I'm sure that was a the distance, uh, but we'll leave that one. Oh, but you know what we did do? Oh, my goodness. We went out last weekend for the very first time with both the boys and, uh, Emmett is walking now and so when we take him out to public places mostly it's been fine we've been at home he just walks around barefoot but we're thinking oh now he's going to want to walk in parks and on paths and things where there could be glass or rocks or other things so we really should get him some shoes so we took them to the shopping center to get some shoes and Wesley chose that time when he was sitting on the step that they have for the shoes to to start coughing and I was like Wesley, cover your mouth when you cough. And then every time you tell him to cover his mouth, he actually covers it and then makes himself cough more just so that he can cough into his arm. And Emmett has started copying everything we do. So, of course, Emmett sees Wesley coughing and so he starts fake coughing too. And I just could have 
died right there because all these people were like, I'm sure they were looking at us thinking, why have you bought these children that are coughing to the store? When Wes just, he coughs if he runs, if he gets excited and he runs too much, he, it just makes him cough. And that's always been the case. And yeah, so they have not got the virus. I've taken them to the doctors <laughs> and established that fact before we went out. And oh my goodness. Yes. But I'm digressing a lot. We were talking we were talking about costumes and now somehow we're talking about my boys having shoes and coughing in shopping centres. Um, but, yes, no, the, I'm not missing the costumes. I am missing the people. I am really missing the volunteering. I've been quite down repeatedly and I couldn't pinpoint why and I've just come to the realisation that that's why. We, we truly are social animals. We are. I didn't expect to be missing it as much as I am. And and it's the same with not parkrun. I mean, we, we've talked about it in uh, earlier in the episode, but we didn't explain, obviously, the rules that we, we're kind of working on the assumption that most people know how to do not parkrun. And if you don't, please look it up on the website and all the details are there. There are frequently asked questions and everything on the parkrun.com website as well about not parkrun. But yeah, seeing the names in the results that very first week, even though it wasn't a real event, I was really surprised at how much it got me. I, I, I got a bit emotional about it and I just wasn't expecting that because I'm not competitive. I don't usually look at the results most weeks unless I'm checking to see if somebody was there that I missed or Adam and I are talking about it afterwards and he says, oh, so-and-so did really well and then I go and look up the results and things. So I don't usually look at them for my result and, and it wasn't about seeing my name there, but it, it was about, ah. Oh, these are names that I haven't seen for months, literally, and they're in the results. And so they're still out there and they're still doing things. And I'm, I miss those people and I'm, I do miss the connections from on a weekly basis, I guess, because for us, by and large, our social life is parkrun. We don't see too many people outside of that. So as much as I'm a homebody and my lifestyle itself didn't change too much with the restrictions that got put in place, the not going to parkrun has been a big deal. And not least of all, oh, my gosh, for my fitness. <laughs> oh, fire out. The COVID kilos are a real thing. And as evidenced by my not parkrun times, they're at the moment they're sub 50 minutes, but they're not sub 40 minutes. And so they're not fast by any means, but it's a start. No, I've found parkrun was a, uh, a, a very good motivation to stay at least moderately healthy, behave a bit on the Friday night and, uh, yeah, actually go out and, yeah, do the odd run during the week. Yep, to help improve. Over, yeah, winter doesn't help. Um, When we're trying to isolate a little bit as well, yeah, things have changed. So I I am looking forward. My body is looking forward to parkrun starting up. (laughs) Yeah, not just the mind, but the actual body could certainly do with a little bit of... um... I think my wardrobe is looking forward to it because there are a lot of clothes that are not seeing the light of day at the moment because they don't fit around the body at the moment. Uh, I think, okay, that's one of the disadvantages actually of going for a jog. Mine tend to get smelly and sweaty. The clothes. So, the clothes, uh, yeah. Negative with the whole lot. Well, it's not just the clothes, it's me. Really. Well, yeah. But, you know, that's what showers are for. They are. And, it, yeah, there's something very nice about having a hot shower after uh, going for a long run. There really is. You've earned it. 
<laughs> okay. The other other thing I think a lot of people are looking forward to is the potential of some new runs coming up too. So Parkrun is still alive, live and well. It's just in a bit of a hiatus at the moment. But knowing that there will be new runs that, especially for people who want to get out their, their Parkrun adventurers, new places that they'll have the opportunity to go to. It may take a little while after the Parkrun starts up again, but with a bit of luck, people will be able to see a new yeah, new areas, new places by running. Absolutely. As we uh, heard from Tom Williams when he was on the podcast last episode, the new events that were set to launch before the pause happened, they're all still lined up waiting to go their event teams are excited and looking forward to it and I'm excited to report that the event I I did mention earlier in the year I've got itchy feet to start a new event myself and things are progressing slowly probably more slowly than I would like but some funding is already allocated to the event we've managed to have some success with a small grant application which is awesome So there's still some work to do in that area and uh, some work to do with the course and things like that. But yes, things are moving forward slowly. So who knows? I mean, we don't know how long it's going to be until Parkrun's back in Australia. Maybe, maybe my new event will be ready to go when the time comes. Well, we should probably leave it there for this week, Dave. Thank you for coming out to little old Palmwoods to join me. Not on the toilet run this time, maybe next time. Oh, looking forward to it. <laughs> Avoiding all the tons and things that go with that, but yes. Yes, well, um, you yourself have once recorded in a toilet, so I don't think you would be uh, averse to that situation anyway. No, I'm, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that. Yep. Yep. Okay. And on that note, I, I think that'll pretty much do it until whenever the next podcast is, since there's no set date. Yes. That's it from Palmwoods this week. Thanks, Dave. Thank you very much for having me. And happy adventuring, everybody out there. Stay healthy. <laughs>